Welcome to the things we don't want to talk about. A podcast for the voice for the unheard, hope for the hopeless, and the it to keep you pushing through life authentically, unapologetically, while being true to yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. First and foremost, before I even get in the episode, I would like to say this is the last episode of 2021 until the new year. And I am hella geek. Thank you for everyone that has been listening to us thus far. And I'm excited to see what we all have coming forth for this 2022, knowing I'm coming with a banger and getting us prepared for our new year, new selves. I know a lot of people hate the saying, it's cliche, but regardless of the fact, it's something about that January that brings us a new, I don't know, a new time, a new time for growth, um, newness, freshness, and a restart, right? If this was a year for you where you feel like, you know what, I'm starting all over in 22, this is your time. We only have, what's today, the 21st and 22nd? We only have less than two weeks. So start writing those goals down, be intentional. And hey, we're bringing the conversation back in 2022. So now that we're here for our episode four, this one, this one I had to think about. I was like, what should this next topic be? And what should be the topic to end the year off? Um, so the topic in our episode title for today is going back to your inner child. It's that time of the year, right? I was thinking about this being that it's holiday season. Um, I was thinking about us trying to make new or get rid of things that we feel like are um, bringing us down. And also wanted to kind of do a time to reflect. So for me, I always reflect. I am a very reflective person. I like to see what I'm doing now in comparison to what I did last year in comparison to what I was doing three years ago to see am I still being stagnant? Am I growing or am I on the right path? So last night I was up because I'm on break. Woo, love the break. Um, And I've just been going through my pictures and just looking at what was I doing this time last year. And unfortunately, I was in a really stressful time this exact day last year. That's another conversation for another topic for another episode. Um, But on that day, it brought me to think about what are some of the issues um, that our inner child tries to scream out and we try to silence. And for me, I thought about my relationship with my mom, my relationship with my dad, um, how I am in relationships and how I interact with people. Um, And I started to think about what is my inner child telling me or what is something that I need to work on going forward? And I was thinking about how was the way I was raised influence how I am today when it comes to my hyper independence. So I'm not sure if you all have heard this word or you probably have heard it or heard parts of it, but hyper independence. And for me in particular, as a black woman, um, is the idea and the belief that I have to do everything by myself. Um, I don't have much support. And because of the fact I don't really have people to depend on or I don't have a set support system that could be there the way that I would like, I do the most to ensure that I create that for myself. So in relationships, it comes out with men. Um, it comes out with myself. I put too much on myself. You know how they always say, oh, the black woman is the strongest woman. She bears this, she bears that. But sometimes I think about do I want to do this or was I forced to do this? And as I've sat with myself and I've reflected and been looking at my different patterns, it was something I was taught, but not taught by choice, but taught by force. 
So I would tell people, um, and all my friends know, I was someone that was spoiled with unconditional love. So I was raised by my dad solely, and my dad is what you consider a realist. He's still living, so sorry if I say was or is in the past tense, Um, but he is a realist. He is someone that didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, I didn't have a curfew growing up. I didn't have a strict dad. Um, I was pretty much able to be flexible, have my freedom, and really define my own identity yet at the same time I had a respect level for him was where um, I knew certain things were not tolerated and the certain things were guys Um, I did not have male company in my dad's house until I was 22 years old like ever didn't ever ask then try to sneak and do it because that was not the type of relationship that we had and I knew that was totally disrespectful and off limits but then on the other end I think about because of the fact that I didn't necessarily have those conversations to where I was like open about my shortcomings with guys, my confidence grew as an adult, but it didn't grow in the way it was supposed to develop as a child, in my opinion. Um, So now being 24 and about five, six months shy of 25, I'm thinking about how did that relationship um, with my dad and not having my mom there as a mother figure and a woman to teach me about confidence um, hinder my development as an adult. So I'm kind of learning those things later on in life. And luckily, since I had that dad, I'm not lost in the sauce because lots of people would play the mother figure. But I'm now understanding And trying to come to terms with how was my confidence development delayed due to the fact of me not having someone to tell me this is how you love yourself or this is how you put yourself out there or this is the type of attention that you should get, etc. And instead, I had to learn from trial and error. So as I'm thinking about my inner child as she cries for attention in a way, but not in your traditional way of, oh, my God, I want people to look at me. I want all the attention but more so I want to feel value, um, but value in a way that goes past my looks. So I, I didn't really care about the, oh, I'm the prettiest and I want people to look at me, but more so like, how can I be value for my mind, right? And that was something that my dad always taught me. Like, you want to care about what your mind is, right? You go to school to get your education. You not care. I mean, you're not there um, to worry about how you look. It doesn't matter how people think you look, but what, what is your value system going against what my dad's value system was? And that's what I was thinking about um, in terms of my childhood and the different things that I've done to help me understand why I am the way I am. And that's a really hard question to ask yourself, like, why am I the way I am? But you have to go back to what experiences did you have growing up to make you that way? So, for example, um, another thing that I have noticed, and it comes out a lot in my little sister, who's only 18 months younger than me, um, I take on the protector role a lot, and I am willing to put myself in the middle to help others, but also that demeans who I am because I'm willing to be a pedestal, you know what I'm saying, for someone else to grow or to come up, right? But that comes from me having a relationship or me, my mom, my sister having a relationship that was very toxic and me having to be the mediator all the time or me having to be the one to take the blows, metaphorically speaking, in order to protect my sister. So now as I'm in relationships, as I deal with friends, as I deal with just people, I am so used to hurting myself in order to let others grow or let others to be better because that's kind of what I've done my whole life because that's how I look at as me doing good right so if I feel like if I can't make myself lower to bring you up that I'm not doing the right thing which is crazy right 
But at the same time, that's kind of the pattern I was taught in a way growing up. And I wouldn't say my daddy was literally teaching me those things, but I was put in circumstances where that was the best outcome for the others and the majority around me. So looking back to that kid in Kinge, maybe I didn't want to be the one um, that had to be the voice so much, or I didn't want to be the one that had to keep peace, or I was the one that had to be the one to take one for the team. So now as I've grown up, I think I have to do those same things in relationships. So I have to um, continue to let stuff go or go without so that I can make the majority happy. So when it comes to you and when we are thinking about how we are looking at ourselves and trying to understand the way we process things, we have to think about um, what were our trauma bonds or our trauma experiences or even what were some of the things that we didn't quite understand that didn't make sense then that makes sense now. And then thinking about how can we change that if that's what we want to do. And sometimes when we don't see the wrongdoing of how we were raised, we don't see um, how that plays a part going forward. So, for example, um, one big thing, and this is a huge one I'm really bringing into 2022 myself. I do not speak positivity um, in my life enough to just be completely honest. Um, I complain more about what I should be doing. I don't give myself enough credit and I feel like I don't have enough joy or I don't bring joy to myself. Right. But that comes from me having a dad that's a realist, um, which has its pros and its cons. And I'm using realist in the terms of I didn't have a dad that used fluff to pump me up. Um, and facts was facts. So there was not really much coddling um, or affirming of who I am on a continuous basis so I don't feed off of that but because of the fact I didn't have it I also don't know how to do it for myself so it's hard for you like King you're going to have a good day you're going to be powerful you're going to do this you're going to do that it's not normal for me to do those things because I didn't hear those things it was more so things I picked up from being in the home or just picked up from you know God's grace of me being an intelligent young woman for years and periods that was my thing that you know um, I just held on to So if I wasn't getting my Academic congratulations It was like I didn't get a congratulations And it wasn't because people weren't congratulating me Or I wasn't important But it just was something that was not deemed as a value So for me I have a hard time affirming myself naturally, right? So that whole external and like an internal um, Intrinsic motivation I am now working on intrinsically being able to motivate myself instead of leaning on things and people to do that. And of course, if I told people like, oh, yes, I'm still working on my confidence, they would be like, how you're so pretty or you're so this, you do this, you do that. But confidence is not about um, what you have acquired throughout your life, but how you feel about yourself within. Right. So for a while, that praise and approval of people was what I always went to get because it wasn't something I got at home and it wasn't something that I, you know, that was like natural for stuff that I expected. So. Me getting my good grades, I didn't have a gift coming at home um, when I got it. It was like a congratulations, right? And after so long of you getting good grades, um, it's normal and it's expected of you. So it would be more so a hurrah if I got a bad grade. So um, 
with that and then also trying to date, it's like I want people to affirm me in that way, which is why it's no surprise that words of affirmation is one of my um, top love language and is and was my top love language for a long time because that was one of the things that I had lacked. So that's one of the things that um, I want to be fed now that I am an adult. So um, when you have those tight relationships and um, me, like me and my dad were like best friends. So our relationship is very, very, very tight. But I'm noticing as I get older, I don't have as much joy as I would like for the world because that's not how he is. So, for example, he looks at life as a place of we're going to die. Right. So he's not too encompassed with what's going on today or just holding on to this one good thing that happens because he looks at life um from a complete scale. Whereas me, I don't want to look at life like that. Right. I know I should. It is the truth, but I kind of want to live in that moment. Right. So I'm in the process of like breaking free from that type of thinking of maybe not being pessimistic. Cause that's not the word all the way, but being more optimistic, right? Kind of looking at life through those rose colored glasses that he tells me not to do. Right. Of course, um, in perspective where I'm not just going buck wild, but doing so in a way where I am able to find more so the joy and not looking at life for its harsh realities. And that's feel like that's something, um, I've done for years, honestly, and it's literally because of how I was raised, um, what I looked at as the right thing to do. I look at myself like a deep person, blah, 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 which I'm still going to have those characteristics, but I want to look back and change um, how I interact, right, and how I deal with things and people and bringing back that joy, right? I want to bring back the joy. I want to be happy and I want to learn how to affirm who I am by going against the way I was raised or the way I was taught to look at life's experiences, right? Everything has its pros and its cons, so I won't go over the cliff with it because at the same time, I'm happy that I did have a parent that grounded me, right? Everything is not gray and white. You have some in the middle. You have some extra, extra gray, some extra, extra black, right? Everything is not a yes, no thing. It's layers. So I'm happy for that and I do appreciate that. But I know going into careers and going into relationships, I can say I am manifesting um, a different type of way of looking at things, right? A more appreciative sense of being, um, grounding myself more, but bringing in more joy, right? But that comes from me looking at my inner child and that child that's screaming out saying, what do you want to get? But I want my joy back. I feel like somewhere along the line of me dating guys and betrayal and heartbreak, I lost my joy. And that's something that I'm screaming and I've been yearning for, but I haven't been able to put that in words. So now that I'm going back and I'm thinking about who I am, who I was and what I have became, um, I now see the importance of it. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with personally. And I thought this was a good conversation to have and to get you all to think about because it's like, who were you and what have you become? Right. Are you happy with that person? Um, do you regret that you made those changes? Um, what can you do to change or what's so amazing that you want to stay the same? Right. But nonetheless, who are you? Like, what have you become? Right. I say this year I went through three different seasons all this year. And I don't mean fall, winter, spring and summer. I meant like three life changing seasons. So through each relationship you have, each heartbreak you have, each um 
level of betrayal or each rejection, those things take a toll and play on part on the person who you become after those experiences. So we have to always go back and reflect on how did I get in this um, place that I am? How did I become this person? How did I become this person? And what would that look like if I continue to do this, right? Do I need to change up the flow, right? Do I need to really get myself together and kind of buckle down and be better? Because my daddy told me, and it's something I won't ever forget. Watch how many blows you continue to take. Your body, your emotions, your mental cannot continuously take you hurting yourself, right? Stop self-inflicting the pain on yourself. And that's something I'm taking with me, right? 2022, I'm really trying to lessen extremely the self-inflicted blows. Life gonna happen regardless. We know that. That's life, that's scripture. But how many things can you prevent that you brought on yourself, right? That's the real thing you need to worry about. Me and my friends, there's so many things I'd be thinking like, girl, if you want to do this, then that wouldn't happen. It's that simple. But we inflict pain on ourselves, right? We inflict bad things to happen. Sometimes we literally can speak negativity and death in our life, right? Whether that's physically and metaphorically speaking. So as we're breaking that down and going back to understanding those layers and levels, we have to think about that. What was my life like growing up? How did that impact me? And how do I plan to change, grow, to be better, or to stay the same? So as I am, as I'm dealing with um, my different wants and my different goals and intentions, one being like, I want to manifest a healthy relationship in my life, right? Um, I think I'm ready for me to be in a relationship or I think I'm ready or I want to take those steps to be more intentional about dating so I can be in a relationship. I'm going back to seeing what are those holes in my life that need to be filled um, what voids do I have that I can fulfill myself? Um, or are these ones that I have to forgive the person or forgive the situation that created that void and move on, right? Because you can't be held back or you can't even hold yourself back purposely for things that you cannot control. There are things that we have went through in our childhood for some of us that have changed us, right? We are not as trusting. Um, we don't come well, not everyone comes from a loving home, right? If we did not see love growing up, it's hard for us to give others the love that we want to have because we don't know what that is, right? If you don't come from nurture, you don't come from love and you come from survival, those hard times, or it's like you versus everybody else, you have to break that, right? You have to break that barrier and you have to go deep and say, you know what? First, I want to learn how to love myself because I don't even think I was loved properly. And then once you learn how to adequately, successfully, and long-term make those steps to try to love yourself, then you could go on and say, you know what, maybe this love and hopefully this positive love and this real love that I've gave myself, I now could give this love out to others, right? Whereas not I'm coming at 0% to this 100% person and I'm trying to get them to give me 50. So now they at 50, I'm at 50, but I took from them because I couldn't give, Right. You don't want to be that person. We don't want to put ourselves in positions like that because all you're doing is bringing more trauma-inflicted bonds, more trauma responses, and more partialness to a whole person, right? Be whole before you look for your half. That's all I want to say. Be whole before you look be whole before you look for your half, right? Like the whole idea of a better half, yeah, when you're at 100 and they're at 100 too, and then you guys can collectively come in the middle. That's the term of 
the better half. That doesn't even have to be with relationships that are intimate. But being in your career, right? People you have to work with, your siblings, your parents, um, people who you plan to come across, right? Go back to why your attitude is like that. Why are your responses like that? Why are you not able to decipher or able to adequately navigate those hard times? It is such a gem. And a true, true, true uh, overlooked value of being able to pull yourself out of your negative ways, out of your hard times, and out of those times where you feel like you need someone else to fix you, right? Even now, I haven't been to therapy in a month because my insurance was acting up and I was just going crazy. I really needed to talk to her. But I had to say, you know, when it can get, it's one of these times where you don't have your therapist. And I'm not in therapy to always have someone to be there to fix my problems. I'm in therapy so that I can have the skills and I have the resources to be able to bring myself down when I'm on my cliffs, right? Be able to control myself when my emotions are going haywire, right? When my anxiety has spiraled down to a very dark place, I now have those resources to pull myself out, right? Not because I'm being codependent on my therapist, but because she has given me the resources to help me to live without her. And that's where we need to get at, right? 2022, let's get away from this point of relying on others and relying on things to fill voids. And instead, let's reflect on those times, those experiences and those relationships that have caused us to be in this point of brokenness. Because not until we get to that point, can we really flourish and behold ourselves. And that's something I'm saying to myself, just as much as I'm saying to you all. So 2022, we coming in this year positive. We are manifesting life, peace, finding the beauty of things. And for me personally, I'm bringing back that joy that was lost years ago. So I want to say thank you to everyone. If you are in the holiday spirit, happy holidays, stay safe. And I can't wait to catch you all in 2022.